The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Today, from Genesis chapter 30, 25 to 43. Please follow me carefully, pay attention by the grace of God. I believe that God will change your life totally with his word in Jesus' name. If you want to put a title to it, it is Blooming in a Difficult Place. Genesis chapter 30. I'm going to read 25 to 43. The word of God is so amazing. It's so, 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 so amazing. I read Genesis 30 from 25 to 43. Soon after, Rachel had given birth to Joseph. Jacob said to Laban, Please release me so I can go home to my own country. Let me take my wives and my children, for I have earned them by serving you, and let me be on my way. You certainly know how hard I have worked for you. I will say, how hard? Please listen to me. And Laban replied, I have become wealthy, for the Lord has blessed me because of you, because of Joseph. Tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I'll pay. That's a blank check, right? Jacob replied, you know how hard, I will say how hard, you know how hard I have worked for you and how your flocks and your herds have grown under my care. You had little indeed before I came, but your wealth has increased enormously. The Lord has blessed you through everything I have done, but now what about me? When can I start providing for my own family? Laban said, What wages do you want? Jacob replied, Don't give me anything. Everybody said, Don't give me anything. Just do this one thing, and I'll continue to tend and watch over your flocks. Let me inspect your flocks today and remove all the sheep and goats that are speckled or spotted, along with all the black sheep. Give this to me as my wages in the future. Then, when you check on the animals you have given me as my wages, you will see that I have been honest. If you find in my flock any goats without speckles or spots or any sheep that is not black, you will know that I have stolen them from you. All right, Laban replied. It will be as you say. But that very day, ever said that very day, Laban went out and removed the male goats that were Street and spotted 
and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted and had white patches and all the black sheep, he placed them in care of his own sons who took them a three days journey from where Jacob was. Isn't that wickedness? Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and cared for the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took some fresh branches from the pulper and almond and plane trees and peeled off the stripes of bark, making white streaks on them. Then he placed these peeled branches in the watering throws where the flock came to drink, for that was where they mated. And when they mated, in front of the white streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. That's a good place to say hallelujah. Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock. And at mating time, he turned the flock to face Laban's animals that were strict or black. This is how he built his own flock of, instead of increasing Laban's. Whenever the stronger females were ready to meet, Jacob would place the peeled branches in the watering throws in front of them. Then they would mate in front of the branches. But he didn't do this with the weaker ones. So the weaker lambs belonged to Laban. So you say you are smart. And the stronger ones were Jacob's. As a result, Jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep and goats, female and male servants, and many cattle and donkeys. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his word. Blooming in a difficult place. Jacob was in a difficult place. A difficult place. You know, unfortunately, many people, when they find themselves in Jacob's predicament, we grumble. We complain. We, we, we say, why? God, why? Why is everybody cheating me? Imagine, they had an agreement. In fact, Laban said to him, I'm giving you a blank check. When a corny man gives you a blank check, don't write on it. I mean, if there's anything you want to go with from this scripture. Laban says, I'm giving you a blank check. Anything you want, ask of me. What's your wages I will give you? And he says, no. Don't give me anything. Praise the name of the Lord. Jacob, from the time he left his father's house, and you, you, if you have been reading the Bible for a while, you know why he left his father's house. He left his father's house because his brother wanted to kill him. So he didn't have a choice but to squat with his uncle Laban. And it's, it's, 
the place was just a, a hard place. And that may describe where you are right now. A hard place. But you see, I've been sent to say to you that you are going to bloom in spite of the hard place. You are going to bloom in the difficult place in the name of Jesus. Jacob bloomed in spite of the difficulty that he faced. So, how did he do it? If we are in the new covenant, we have a better covenant than, than Jacob did, how did he do it? For everyone that is, is, in, is in paid employment, guess what? Your organization is going to flourish because of you. That's just it. That's just it. When they're paying you your salary, they're not doing you a favor. In fact, every time you get your salary, you say, if it's not me, for me in this place, there will be no salary paid to anybody. That was how Jacob was. <laughs> and that's how you will be in Jesus' name. So, we need to learn a few things from Jacob. A few things from Jacob. And we'll be done. The first thing we'll notice that jumps at us is that Jacob focused on what he could produce and not what was due him. Jacob focused on what he, by the grace of God, could produce and not what is due. So you focus on what you can produce and not on your due. Unfortunately, a lot of us are focusing on our due. But God is saying to you, begin to focus on what you can, you can produce. He says, when we read 27 down, by the time we get to 31, he says, what Wages do you want? Laban asked him. And Jacob replied, Don't give me anything. I was like, Don't give me anything. Just do this one thing and I will continue and watch. Why was he so confident? I mean, your boss, imagine, comes to you and says, You have tried. What can I pay you? How can I reward you? And Jacob said, don't give me a check. Let's have a deal. Let me rewind. Jacob said, don't give me a check. Let's have a deal. When you have a check, it will expire. When you have a deal, it will last longer than a check. So go for the deal. So why was he so confident that he could produce? Why was Jacob so confident? Simple. Jacob was so confident because, now this is the key. This is the key. Jacob was so confident because Jacob knew that he, Jacob, was a custodian of the covenant of Jehovah. That's the key. Jacob knew that he was a carrier of that thing that was on, on Abraham. 
was transferred to Isaac and he contacted before he escaped his home. He knew he was a carrier of something that was intangible and that thing that was intangible was capable of changing his story. You see, I'm here to tell you that you are a carrier of the covenant of God. You, you, you see, I, that is where, that's usually what makes a difference. I, you see, I've seen two Christians, both of them, born again, saved by the same blood, baptized in the same spirit, carrying the same version of Bible, but one is making progress, the other is struggling. I've seen two businessmen saved, same thing. I've seen two professionals saved, same thing. I've seen two ministers saved, same thing. Same thing. What's the difference? One is connecting in a special way and operating a covenant, the covenant of Jehovah. And the other is just thinking everything will fall on his lap. Praise the name of the Lord. So Joseph knew that it is not what flows to you that makes you wealthy. It is what flows from you that makes you wealthy. Jacob knew that you don't get wealthy by, by collecting. What can I collect? What can I collect? Anything for the boys? What can I? You don't get wealthy by handouts. He knew that you don't get... In fact, Jesus puts it this way. Paul quoting Jesus. He says that the Lord Jesus taught us and said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jacob knew that his blooming was not going to be determined by what came from Laban's hands to him, but what came from him out. Praise the name of the Lord. So don't work for wages. Work for value. Don't work for wages. Don't work for, oh, this is, I'm waiting for the salary. Oh, it's 25th already. You're counting, you're looking at the calendar months. You see, if that's how you live, God is going to change your story today. <laughs> totally. Totally. It shouldn't matter what day of the month it is. Oh, yes. Now, Jacob understood that. And he understood it very clearly. So your bloom is tied to the covenant. Your bloom is tied to the covenant. But you may be there and you say, okay, but pastor, I mean, that was Jacob. You know, Jacob was uh, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham. So what's my own in this whole equation? I mean, how do I know that this thing will work for me? I'll show you. 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11. Verse 25. 1 Corinthians 11, 25. The word of God says that in the same Way. This is Jesus. This is sitting when he was sitting the um, Holy Communion. In the same way, he took the cup of wine and after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Wow. When God made a covenant with Abraham. It was limited to the Jews, and they still have the covenant. But when Jesus came 
He brought you and I, if you look at, if you read the book of Romans, he brought you and I into the same covenant of Abraham. So, Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this. If it worked for Abraham, if it worked for Isaac, if it worked for Jacob, and it worked for Jesus, it will work for you. Yeah, you can clap. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And, and, see, and that's, the first, that's your first place. You need to believe it. You need to believe it. Nobody can believe it for you. No matter how much your husband loves you, he can't believe it for you. No matter how much your wife loves you, she can't believe it for you. No matter how much your pastor loves you, he can't believe it for you. You have to believe it yourself. Jacob, where he was, his father was not even there. His mother was not there to, to play tricks and, and do things for him. He, he believed it for himself. You have to believe for yourself. And guess what I've discovered about believing? It doesn't hurt to believe. Tight. Did it hurt? Just believe. Only believe. Praise the name of the Lord. Only believe. He knew he was a custodian of God's covenant. He didn't bother fighting with Laban. Jacob didn't bother fighting. You see, after and look at it, look at it this way. We've had an agreement. You have said you will give me the ones that are spotted and, and streaked and striped, right? That was the agreement. And those were even fewer, obviously. But what did Laban do? That night, he packed all that were strict and spotted and gave it to his own son. Yeah, we're going great. Three days' journey. So, Jacob was left with nothing in the physical. That's enough recipe for grumbling. Isn't it? That's enough recipe for lawsuits. A lot of us, we are suing people that we don't have no business suing. Isaac, he dug a well. They, they digged it. Mm, he just went and dug another well. They, dig, they, they blocked the well. Mm, he went and dug another well. Because he knew that it's not in the well, it's in him. Praise the name of the Lord. You are on a business, they take the business. Let them take the business. Go and start a better one. They say that you, they, they want to uh, shuffle people in the office and you are scared. Why are you scared? Just go and start a business that will take over that industry. Just go and do it. Just go and do it. Now, how, how would you know? The first thing, just believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Jesus came to die so that it can happen for you. Laban changed Jacob's wages ten times. Ten times. But Jacob was still stronger. When he saw that the people, the, the, the sheep that were coming out were strong and they were spotted, he changed the deal. He says, no, 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 no. I will now have the spot. From now on, you can have those ones, but I will now have the spotted one. You will have the, the plain one. Jacob said, no problem. 
the river of the Lord. Then from, from then on, every sheep that was born was plain. Amen. Then Laban said, ah. No, 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 no. We are scratching this equation again. We change it again, we change it again. I will have the plain. From now on, just keep those ones. I will have the plain ones. You have the strict ones. Jacob said, no problem. You see, you see, listen, listen. If you have what you are depending on and it is not man, you will not be afraid what man can do to you. <laughs> if, 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 you know, someone has said that, well, that, 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 that's, that's, small boy. You know what that means? What is he banking on? It's simple. I have a very big God. He's always by my side. A very big God. You see, you know, you know what I love about God? God doesn't need to take permission from anybody to bless me. Doesn't need your permission. Like it or not, this boy is going to be blessed. Like it or not, everybody around you, whether you like it or not, you are going to be blessed. Now, now listen, 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 listen. Some people see that there. Oh, what a proud young boy. It's okay. No problem. That's usually what happens when you're confident on the covenant. When David went and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? His brother says, I know you're a proud boy. You've come to watch the battle. Jacob said, me. David said, me, watch the battle. I've come to kill this guy. Confidence in God sometimes can be misconstrued. But it doesn't matter. The results we show. Uh, the results we show. So, everyone that has said to you, you're a proud little girl, they're going to be paying their taxes. Because that's what David did. He paid his brother's taxes. He took care of their family. They're going to be paying their, their tuition very soon. Jacob knew he was the covenant with God. And, you know, and you need to understand this. If, there's, if I could drill that into you, you know, if I had a drill, which is what the Lord is doing, I'm sure, you need to get that down in your spirit. You, there is a, if, and you, if you don't have a covenant with God, you are starting it today. Because this year you are going to bloom in Jesus' name. Now the covenant evokes one of the most powerful force in our work with God. And, I, and I'll tell you what, 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 what he evokes many things, but one, this one thing he evokes is one of, okay, it's on the screen already. It's one of the most powerful force in our work with God. And that is for my name's sake. That's, you see, there's almost nothing as powerful as that in my experience in working with God. For my name's sake. In Ezekiel, I'm going to just roll a couple of scriptures quickly. Ezekiel 20 verse 9, the word of God says, but for my name's sake, I have brought them out of Egypt. I did it to keep my name. Don't think I did it because of you. So I did it to keep my name from being profaned in the eyes of, of the nations among whom they lived in whose sight 
I had revealed myself to the Israelites. Daniel 9.19. Everyone that worked with God understand that. Daniel knew that. When Daniel went to God, the strong case was this. Daniel 9.19, the, the prayer we prayed earlier on. It says, Lord, listen, Lord, forgive, Lord, hear, Lord, act for your, for your sake, my God. Do not delay because your city and your people, they do what? They bear your name. Isaiah chapter 47, verse 9. Isaiah 47, 9. God is saying, yet for my own sake and for the honor of my name, I will hold back my anger and I will not wipe you out. For my name's sake is the source of favor. For my name's sake is the source of grace. When you check the root of favor, it is for his name's sake. It's for his name's sake. So I, I know like every one of us that understands this, that every favor I have experienced is not, if I, it won't be favor if it is for, because of my strength, right? Then it's not favor. If it's by, by qualifications, then it's not, it's not favor. Every favor I've experienced is simply for his namesake. I can tell you stories and stories and stories of situations that I've found myself in in this life that the key was I went to God and I said to God, God, so you know that I'm just a small boy. But for your name, because of your name, if this doesn't work, mm, what is my name? Mm, but you know your name will not... Uh, that's true, that's true. For my name's sake. I will give you this land. I will give you this land. For my name's sake. And you see, that's just an aspect of God you need to tap into. And that's what the covenant releases for you. So the covenant makes God do his own part. Makes God, you know, lawyers will understand this maybe probably better than all of us. Make, make God responsible for his own part of the deal. The reason a lot of people are worried is because they don't understand that the covenant has two parts. There's your part and there's God's part. God will not do your part, but you cannot do God's part. Leave God's part for him. And he will do it for his namesake. Praise the name of the Lord. In Genesis 32 verse 10, a man here, Jacob, says, when he was faced with um, Esau galloping and he had to seek God. In verse 10 he says, I am not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown to me. Your servant, when I left home, I crossed the Jordan River. I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now, my household fills two large camps. Ah, think about it. The guy came, barely, it was 20 years, you know, he worked for seven for Leah, worked for another seven for Rachel, that's 14, they worked six by 
um, changing cattle. <laughs> For tw about 20 years. When he crossed the Jordan, he crossed the Jordan with just a walking stick. But in addition to the walking stick, he was carrying what? The covenant. When he was coming back, he was coming back with two huge companies. Everyone that is great in their quiet moments will admit, I am not worthy. I'm telling you. If you think you are worthy, you are, you are, still, you are not there yet. There's a level of greatness that God is going to take you to. That you look at yourself and say, no, 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 Lord. I know I'm not worthy. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and, and that's, that's Jacob for you. He, he knew that everything God did for him was for his name was for his name's sake. Was for his name's sake. There are many times we, we should have been destroyed, but, but for, for God's name's sake, we were not destroyed. Nigeria will not be destroyed. For God's name's sake. For his name's sake. How do you know that you are going to bloom for his name's sake. For his name's sake. How do I know that tomorrow I'm going to be fine? Let's use simple terms. Because of his name. I carry his name. If I carry his name, then he's responsible for me. Praise the name of the Lord. When he says, you are the apple of God's eyes, is like, think about the human body. If somebody tries to poke your eye, what, what happens? They say, they call it reflex action. Right? You move, you hit the person, you punch the person. You do things without thinking. And God is saying, you are my, the apple of my eyes. If anybody tries to touch you, what happens? God will have beaten the person black and blue before remembering that you didn't pray yesterday. You see, because that's the problem with all of us, with a lot of us. We, we, we come to God and like, we feel bad. Oh, Father, I didn't pray two hours yesterday. Oh, as if. And you should pray. Don't get me wrong. We pray. We've had daily vigils from Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're here praying, right? So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with praying. But you see, many times, we attribute a lot to ourselves. That we have no business attributing. So, so you are still thinking. Oh, I am not good enough. I, I didn't pray yesterday. I, I didn't do my quiet time. I didn't do that. And somebody wants to touch you and you're afraid. Oh, is it because I didn't pray? Guess what? Before, they even, before God remembers that you didn't pray, he's giving them a black eye. <laughs> because that's his reflex action. You don't worry about whether the eye offended you in the morning or the eye, you needed to put eye drop. You don't worry about that. You defend it instantaneously. And that is what God does for us. And we are grateful to him. Amen. It comes with responsibilities. You know, sometimes we feel favor just means I have a blank check to live like a rascal. And everything is fine. No, 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 no. It comes with responsibilities. There are two responsibilities of favor. That, that, um, there may be more, but there are two that, that um, is, is um, burning 
on the plate this morning. The first is the moral responsibility of favor. The moral responsibility of favor. Jesus puts this this way in Luke chapter 12 verse 48. Jesus said, to whom much is given, much is expected. To whom much is given, much is expected. If God has given you so much grace and favor, God is expecting so much fruit from you. And you see, in the story of David, if somebody was graced, it was David. In the story of David, if you read that story, what really, really pained God in that whole transaction was that God said in verse 14, 2 Samuel 12, 14, God said, nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord and you have and giving great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme his name because that's my name that has been working for you. A lot of things, you got to the throne, David, for my name's sake. When you were nobody, you, you, you became somebody for my name's sake. When your family was nothing in the tribe of Israel, I made you somebody for my name's sake. Now, David... You throw my name to the pigs. David, I'm going to hold you responsible. The child that is born of you will surely die, David. You know, it's amazing how God does stuff. Apart, even the New Testament believer. Before we were saved, Jesus had already died for us, right? While we were yet sinners. But we need to ask for forgiveness to be forgiven. In the case of David, if you read that story well, David was forgiven even before he asked for forgiveness. Nathan came and says, the Lord has forgiven you. But because you did this, I am going to deal with you. Ah, What kind of forgiveness is that, Lord? If you forgive, forget now. But you see, to whom much is given, much is expected. I've said it before, severally. I know Christians, even pastors, that are doing so many funny things and are getting away with it. I know if I try it, I'm in soup, hot pepper soup. When I was just growing as a, as a believer, it used to bother me because it's as if everybody can do this thing and they are I mean, they are going away with it. And I mean, I try it, and God is like, ah, boop, 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 ah, ah, kill all day. Maybe I just, uh, after all, uh, that person who did it now, what did you do? Did you touch him? After all, that person, I used to struggle with God on that a lot until I realized I was special. Praise the Lord. And that same goes with you also. I mean, I, I don't, we are clapping, you clap for God. Many times I'm at the brink of messing up. I remember Femi, no bad dog woo. Pere, you know what Pere means? You are roasted. You are gone. Another person can do it and still appear to be doing well. But I can't try it. Do you want to be favored? If you want to be favored, shout hallelujah. And you are favored in Jesus' name. With favor, 
comes a moral responsibility. That was a moral responsibility. Second responsibility of favor is labor. It may sound contra contradictory because we've heard so many times one day of favor is more than a hundred day of labor, and that is true. <laughs> but I want to rephrase it. One day of favored labor is more than a hundred day of favored labor. <laughs> God never exempts us from labor, not at any time. There's just a blessed one and a cursed one. So favor is no exemption from, neighbor, from labor. In fact, it's an introduction to a higher form of labor. It's an introduction to a higher form of labor. Ask Joseph. When Joseph was favored in the prison, and God took him out of the prison and came to the palace, and Joseph became prime minister in charge of all the resources of Egypt. If he thought he was working as, as a slave, he's going to do a lot more work as a prime minister. But guess what? There are two different kinds of works. One is laborer's work. One is strategic work. But work is what? Work is work. Unfortunately, some people, God has taken them from from laborers' work and is trying to put them to strategic work and they're in a strategic place and they're insisting on doing a laborer's job. There are people like that. I came across a quote when I was in university that, that changed my life and, and, and informed a lot of my decisions in my career. And I've shared it before. It's by Edwin Lewis Cole, some guy called Edwin Lewis Cole. I think it's late now. And he said, I was reading his book, and he said, he that knows how will always get a job, but he that knows why will always be his boss. And I said to myself, he that knows how will always have a job. If you have a technical know-how, you always have a job. Okay, that's fine. That's a good start. But he that knows why will always be the boss. Okay, I want to be the boss. I want to be the boss, right? So I need to know what? I need to know why, like Jacob did. I need to know why. How do these things produce? I need to know why. I need to know why. So we are talking about favored labor. I will say favored labor. So the reason Jacob never felt helpless towards Laban was because he knew something that Laban didn't know. He knew that it was a carrier of God's covenant. Access to the supernatural is key. So as a custodian of God's covenant, you are able to create something out of nothing. You are able to create something out of nothing. Look at Jacob. He had nothing, but he was able to create something out of it. Why? Because he had access to the supernatural. It was the supernatural. I'm praying today that everyone here will have a renewed access to the supernatural in Jesus' name. Access to the supernatural. I, I can give you example upon example upon example of my life and how access to the supernatural just made the difference between where I was, and my next level. 
access to what? The supernatural. Access to the supernatural. <laughs> Plenty of examples are popping up in my mind. Plenty. Access to the supernatural. But I prophesy to you today that you will not go through this life as a blind man. That you will see as you ought to see. You will hear as you ought to hear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Genesis 31 verse 10. Genesis 31 10. Jacob was talking to his wives. He was telling him how the old equation changed. Telling them how the old equation changed. And Jacob said, one, thing, one time during the mating season, I had a dream. And I saw, I was, I had a dream. Access to the supernatural. And I saw the male goats mating with the female were streaked and speckled and spotted. Then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob. And I replied, yes, here I am. The angel said, look up and you will see that only the streaked and the speckled and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. You know, I know a lot of us, we, interestingly, the way the world is going, a lot of people are shying away from the supernatural. A lot of people want the secular, the, what is predictable, what is governable. You know, supernatural, you cannot, uh, you are not in charge. And that presents a unique opportunity for you and I as children of God. Why? Because the more the world moves away from God, there will be darkness and the more you can be distinguished. It's very, very simple. Let me, let me share one, one, one example. Of, I was going for a job interview years ago. I can't remember many years ago. I was coming from Bagada. I was driving on Third Milan Bridge. Now, I, I can't even remember if I asked the Lord or not about the interview. But on Third Milan Bridge, I was driving, and they just brought the three questions they are going to ask me at the interview. They're going to ask you this. This is what you say. They're going to ask you this. This is what you say. This is what you say. At, at those times, of course, I, I wasn't, so I didn't believe. I said, ah, <laughs> Pabu, you know. I was driving, but, you know. I just waved it aside. I got to the place. The, all the stories, stories, stories. The first question was that I was weak. The second question, as I was told. The third question, as I was told. President of the Lord. I began to take the Holy Spirit more seriously. Oh yes, more seriously. Access to the supernatural is so indispensable. I know there's been a lot of abuses on dreams and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... God still speaks through dreams. I know there will be a lot of abuses on, on visions and hearing from God. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you see, God still speaks to his people. He still does. 
He still does. So you have to be open. Jacob was open. There's a man that was, was told that every time um, they want to make a decision, you say, oh, and my wife said, God said to her that this is what we should do and that's what we are doing. And another time, and my wife said, God said to her, ah, when my wife has a dream, it is a razor. It doesn't, my wife said, God said, oh, my wife said this, oh, my wife said, after a while, the pastor said to him, not, not me, the pastor said, why is it that it's only your wife that's always there for God? You go. She's the one that prays. You will know, just be sleeping. Oh. You need to stir up yourself. You need to take your position. Praise the name of the Lord. And let all the men say amen. amen. So supernatural insight produces supernatural results. Supernatural insights produce supernatural results. If that's anything you're going to take away from this teaching, it's simple. is that the, you need access to the covenant. And the covenant gives you access to the supernatural. And the supernatural gives you access to blooming. Even in a difficult place. That's the summary of all I've said. You need access to the covenant. And the covenant gives you access to the supernatural. And the supernatural enables you to bloom regardless of the situation, regardless of the economy, regardless of the exchange rate, regardless of the price of crude oil, regardless of the budget deficit, regardless. I know some people will sit down there and criticize me. Keep criticizing me there. I'm telling you what I know. Listen to me carefully. It doesn't matter what the budget says. Am I saying the budget is useless? No. Let them do the budget. That's their own. They have to do their job. But my God will supply my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not according to the budget of any nation. According to his and you need to understand that for yourself. Praise the Lord. So the first place to start is cutting a covenant with God. You need to cut a covenant with God. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. As we pray. You need to cut a covenant with God. Talk to God about what you've heard. You are here. You, are, you don't have a covenant with God. You are not in the in the commonwealth of Israel, you, you are not born again. You, you, are, you come to church like the person that gave testimony says. You, you are frequent in church, but you and God, there's no, that covenant is not there. And you want to strike that chord today. Or you say, oh, I used to have a covenant with God. I used to be in relationship with Jesus, but I've backslidden. I've gone to the world. Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you. If you're in any of those two categories, I want to pray with you now. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I want to pray with you now. Put up your hands now over your head. Quickly, and I'll pray with you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well. I want to enter. God bless you, my sister. God bless you right there. God bless you. Put up that hand boldly. I want to enter into that covenant with God. I want to enter into that covenant with God. Put it up. Put it up. God bless you right there in the middle. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Right there. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand and begin to talk to God. God bless you. Right there at the back. God bless you. Another hand there. God bless you. Put up the hand well. At the overflow. 
God bless you right there. Put, put up your hand at the overflow. The, the ushers are going to attend to you. Just put it up. You are putting up your hands to Jesus. God bless you right there. God bless you. God bless you right there. God bless you. God bless you right there at the back. That is me. God bless you right there. God bless you. The rest of us just begin to pray. Some of us, we need to refresh our covenant with God. Refresh as it were. We need to say to the Lord, Lord, I've been taking my covenant with you for granted. Oh, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am. I refresh. I refresh this. I refresh this. You're saying, Pastor, I, I, I need to... God bless you. Put up that hand. God bless you. Right there. Keep it up. Keep it up until you get a card. God bless you, sir. God bless you. I can see that hand. Keep it up. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. God bless you. That is me. That is you. That is you. I can see you. Put it up. Once you have the card, put it down. We're about to pray now. I need to make this call. Put up the hand now. Over your head. I will pray. If you have a covenant already with God, just talk to God and just talk to God. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. That is me. Put up your hands. Now, I want to pray with you. If you have the card, I would ask you to indulge me and indulge us and get up on your feet and come forward.